We start this series, and we named it The Mob long before people start accusing people of mobbing. So I'm not going to go back on the title and the theme of what I believe God gave us uh, just to please some people. I want to talk to you today from this title, A Man on Business. A Man on Business. Say that with me. A Man on Business. The scriptures I'll go to, and they're all common to you. I just want to share them from a slightly different light. I want to go to Genesis 1:27. Here's what it says. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis 2, 4. Genesis 1 that we just read is what God did. Genesis 2 is why and how he did it. So Genesis 1 is what he did. Genesis 2 is how and why he did it. So let's read Genesis 2, 4 through 7. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Before, listen, before any plant of the field was on the earth and before an herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man <laughs> of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became another speaking spirit or a living soul. So God breathed into man and made man like God. Here's what we should understand right up front so that I can deal with this. When God made man out of the ground, he decided to put his spirit in the male man first. Stick with me. This is not sexual discrimination. This is foundation so we can have order. Our streets were never supposed to be patrolled by police officers. It's not normal. It's not normal for you to call the police. You're supposed to be able to say, hey, daddy. That's the way this was built. And you can't be put to sleep. You can't be put to sleep by people that want you to depend on them. They're not going to treat you like they're your daddy. Then he decided to put that same spirit in a female body. That spirit is God. That spirit is God. But it takes on different characteristics by what body it's put in. So that spirit that's in man makes him progenitor, protector, provider. That same spirit in woman makes her incubator, give birth to it. Same spirit, different bodies. So now we have to begin to understand 
these very important things that I'm going to be teaching you today. You with me? So this is not discrimination against women. This is the protection of our women and our children. And men, say it out loud. We got to man up. Every boy in here, I said, I said, and I'm not going to mention his name, Jason, but I said to a young man today, he said, happy Father's Day. And I said, happy Father's Day to him. I said, happy Father's Day to Brandon and, 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 and Stefan. I said, happy Father's Day. They laughed at me when I said, happy Father's Day to them. But every boy that's born, when he comes out of the womb, he is born. He is born to be a father. Whether he gives birth to children or not, that is the spirit that's put in him when he's born. And until all of our young men see themselves as fathers, see themselves as giving birth to something, nurturing something, staying there until it's grown, staying there until it functions right, it may not be children, maybe a business. Maybe a career. Doesn't matter what it is. That's the spirit that God put in man. And maybe if we teach our boys that, they won't have children until they're married. Now, I'm your pastor. And I don't give a care what's going on out there. I don't care what none of them say. There ain't no government on this earth that's going to rule me. I don't depend on any of them. And you're quite dumb if you do. The kingdom is the only government that'll stand. That's what's in the Bible. Tell your brother, get it right. Not you, girl. Don't talk to the men like that. They ain't going to take that from you today. But tell your brother. Look at your brother and say, get this right, brother. Now, they use the word mob, and for them, mob means, for them, mob means this. Mob means a crowd operating in an unruly way. It means um, people coming together, they're crowded together, they're united together, but they're acting in an unruly way. But today, I'm talking to you about men on business. And the word mob to me today means men, male men, operating in a ruly way. It's not unruly, it's ruly. And I want to make sure every man listening to me under the sound of my voice knows and understands you were born, you were put here to be king. You were put here to rule. You were not here to have someone rule over you. You were here to rule yourself. You are the law and order. Inside your own spirit, inside your own calling. That is the call of God on your life. And today I'm encouraging you to join the mob. I'm encouraging you to join other men who are on business. Men who are got their business right. They know exactly who they are. They know where they're going. They know where they're leading their families. They know what they know what the dreams are. They know what the vision is. So finally we can stop. We can stop frustrating our women. And I said, "We I don't know about you guys if you're married, but I married a woman. I did not marry a girl. On purpose. Only a weak man wants a weak woman.
full-grown woman with an opinion, with thoughts, with dreams, with heart. You can't become who you're really called to be until you find that woman you'll do it for. Now, women, don't y'all be laughing and looking at your brother next to you. I'm talking to him. Don't you say nothing. Because sometimes they get tired of hearing from you. Hallelujah. Y'all still with me? So we've got to understand that it's time. So here it is. Here's the key. The key to leadership on earth, the key to leadership on earth is in the mailman. Not the one who delivers your mail. M-A-I-L. M-A-L-E. It's in the mailman. He is the foundation. God put him underneath everything. And that foundation called the mailman carries the whole family, carries the whole nation, carries the whole world. God's not going to flip this on its ear. He's not going to flip it upside down. He built the foundation. The job of the man is to lay down his life so that everyone walks on him, so everyone knows there's a foundation. The goal for the man is to be there so our children and our women don't tread water in the pool. They stand on our shoulders. They stand on everything we do. But what if we don't, what if we're not, what if we are intentionally creating manhood to be a falsehood? We're creating it to be weak. Where men are trading in their power to systems in the earth. Instead of standing in our homes and standing in our streets and building something. Someone said to me the other day, and I don't get triggered often, I'm pretty shy, till you touch me wrong. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that things are happening and your children might have a problem finding jobs. They had said a few things before that. Your children will have problems finding jobs. I said, you don't know who the heck you're talking to. My children are never going to have to look for a job. It ain't your job to give my children jobs. It's my job to give my children jobs. Well, I didn't mean to upset you. You didn't upset me. You just turned on the faucet. Because none of this stuff you talking about don't mean nothing to me. My name is Martin Williams. My wife's name is Linnell. My son's name is Joshua. And my daughter's name is Callie. And now I have Vanessa to add to the list. Don't mess with me. If y'all don't understand what I'm saying, if it bothers you, I'm a man on business. My family is my business. My family ain't your business. My family is my business and my business is my family. Are we clear? It's tough when you got to do it by yourself, though. I'm looking for some brothers of all skin colors that would just come around the kingdom and say, you know what? I'm a man on business. I'm a man on business. I'm about business. I understand my business. I'm ready to stand for my business. I'm ready to stand for God. I'm ready to stand for the real stuff going on around me. I'm tired of being, I'm tired of being all these cameras and everything flashing, trying to distract me. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm here to do. So now I can stop fussing and teach. Okay, let me give you my definition for business. Actually, this is, this is from Webster or somebody. I love it, though. This definition is amazing. Can y'all see it? Read it with me. Business is an organization or... 
Read it, y'all. It's an organization or... It's an organization or... That does what? Where goods and services are for one another. See, there's only one reason I'm not successful. I have not realized what my goods are. Okay, I can't see your faces, so I'm going to take that that you don't understand what I just said. The only problem with me and the only problem with people who are not successful is because they have not figured out what their goods are. Brothers, 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 when you find out what your goods are, then you got something to exchange. If you don't know what your goods are, and the women taking notes, brothers looking at me. If you don't know what your goods are, you can't be in business. Because you have nothing to exchange with anyone else or for money. You got to know what you do. You got to know what your work is. You got to know what your talent is. You got to know what your gifts are. You got to know what your passions are. You got to know what you can do at 2 o'clock in the morning if somebody shook you and said do it. You ought to be able to get up and do it. What are your goods? Write a question to yourself. Say, self, what are my goods? Understanding your goods, brother, now you can operate in commerce. Commerce. What are your goods? Do you make people feel good all the time? Do you, what, what, what are your goods? What can you do that no one else does like you? You can't work hard every day doing someone else's good and never figure out what yours is. Your job, my brother, is to find your goods. And when you find your goods, now you go do business. And you never give your goods away. They got to pay you something. Either you want them to pay you attention or you want them to pay you some money. You want to exchange something. You never put something on the table without getting something back. Hello, brothers. You never put anything, well, oh, you just want some money. Yeah, don't you? I'm told that all the time. I don't understand people. It wears me out. I'm sorry. I, I try to understand it. And usually I just walk away, shake my head and say, that's interesting. That was fascinating. That was a fascinating conversation. And I go about my business, get in my car and turn on some gospel music or something. But sometimes they say stuff and it just don't make no sense to me. It sounds like you're only in it for the money. They expect me to say no. I said, you're darn right. That's why I'm here. I didn't come here to kiss you. I got a wife. I didn't come here to fish with you. I got children. I'm here on business. Now you're wasting time and you want me to give you my information for free. So you can use it to make money. You must think, okay, I grew up without a daddy, but God has been my father for a long time, and he ain't stupid. So either you're going to pay me for it, or I'm going to figure it out and package it myself. <laughs> Pastor Martin, uh, uh, 
We just respect you so much. You were a son of Dr. Monroe. What would he be saying now if he was here? I said, I know this is Zoom, but my cash app is Dr. Martin Williams. I got tired of saying what I had to say, and it turned into a sermon series. My problem, and my woman told me this. Okay, y'all don't, y'all don't, want, y'all don't want me to talk to you. My woman said to me, you have got to stop giving your stuff away. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it for years. I didn't hear it. I said, babe, God told me to give. She finally put it in a way, Josh, that I could get it. She said, you got to stop giving our stuff away. I said, what? I said, what do you mean, babe? I said, I, I said, I had never heard that. She said, Martin, it's our stuff you're giving away. It's my stuff. It's your children's stuff you're giving away. She said, I'm not just rubbing your head so you can leave my bed and go out there and give our stuff away. That was your time, ladies, to say something. I said, it's our stuff. I said, that's true. I said, I'm done. I'm not going to do that anymore. People get uncomfortable with you. Let me tell you this. Write it down, brothers. They're going to get uncomfortable with you when you show up on business. Because they're used to you giving it away. Can you, just, can you just lay this track down for me and send it to me by email? Yes, I can. And here's the cost. Oh, we not brothers no more? Yeah, we brothers. We can do all that. But this is business right here. I, I am on business. I'm on purpose. I'm so stuck. So let, me say, so let me say this to you now. So let me say this to you now. Men, say it with me. Say business, but not busyness. I am not trying to be, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, son, I'm telling you, you are gifted and you have the goods, even if they don't think you do. When they reject you, you understand what's inside you. You don't need anybody to recognize what's inside you except you. And everybody will keep you busy. Listen, let me tell you something now. Everybody got something for you to do. I don't know why I clap when I talk. That's how I had to talk to my kids. It's like, did not tell, I mean, did I, what I got to do to get you to, but, okay, but, uh, Everybody's got something they want you to do. But you can't be busy. Watch this now. Don't be busy. Don't be busy. A man's dominion is extended to his family. So when I give stuff away, I'm literally giving away what belongs to my great, 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 great grandchildren. I'm giving it away. I'm giving away information. I'm giving away intellectual property. Giving away my thoughts. Giving away my dreams to someone else who can mechanize my dream. It might take me 10 years to finance my dream. But some people are listening to me. They got a machine and they can do it in a month. So I got to keep my mouth shut. Except when I'm around brothers or allies. Y'all ain't going to talk to me, huh? I can't see your face. I know it's tough in the mask. I'm going to be honest with you. Because I wear it for about 30 minutes, and I get dizzy. I need some air. So don't y'all say too much. Don't be hollering or nothing. I don't want nobody faint. <laughs> okay. 
It's my business to dominate. That's my business to dominate because God gave me that. It's my business to be the best at whatever I do. It's my business, it's my business to outrun you. I don't have to outrun the bear. If I outrun you, you get eaten by the bear and I get to get away. It's my, it's my business to dominate whatever I do. Wherever I am, I'm going to be the best at it that I can be. Am I making sense? So vision now becomes a preview of my purpose. When I start dreaming and when I start having vision, these glimpses, I'm driving, I'm thinking, I'm playing video games, I'm fishing, I'm whatever, and just a flash comes across my mind. Those visions are now a sign of my purpose. My purpose now is what gives me life. Understanding my goods and my purpose, I'm automatically going to be blessed. I'm going to be wealthy. There's not going to be anything that holds me back. Nothing. That's why Proverbs 19.21, Proverbs 19.21 tells us, uh, we humans keep brainstorming options and plans. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's really the purpose of the Lord that prevails. That it don't matter, my brother, it don't matter what you're thinking about your life, only the purposes of God will prevail in your life. So all the other thoughts go out the window. So, here, so here's my thing. Here's my thing. Do anything you got to do, my brother. Do anything you got to do to take your vision back. To control your own vision. I can't tell you to do it if we were in here and there wasn't a pandemic going on, but I'll tell you to wake that brother up next to you. Don't you let him go to sleep today. Do whatever you have to do to restore, recapture, refire, re-impassion your vision, your purpose. Don't let it get buried under anything. Don't let it get buried under life. Don't let it get buried under what anyone thinks. Keep that vision in front of you. Y'all heard about the king, right? The king, the king had a son that was born with a humpback, a deformity in his back. And it's the father, the boy told the king at six years old, he said, I want you to erect a statue for me. And the king said, I don't want to erect a statue for you. It, it, I, he was trying to say, son, it's not going to look right. I don't want that out there in public. And the little boy said, I want you to, I want you to build a statue for me, but I want to be standing upright in the statue. He said, build it. He measured his dad. He said, I'll at least be six feet tall. He said, make the statue six feet tall and have me standing with my shoulders squared. And dad wouldn't do it. The king wouldn't do it because he was struggling. He says, why would I do that? And the boy told him finally, he said, I want you to build the statue for me and I want you to sit it outside my window. The king built the statue sat it outside the boy's window, and every time the boy would wake up in the morning, he would look at the statue with his hump back. He would look at the statue, and he would just walk outside. He said, I don't want you to help me, and he would stretch in pain and scream all day, and one day at 16, he walked out to the statue. He looked the statue in the eyes, in the eyes, and lifted his hands and says, now I'm you. What did he want? He just wanted an image of what he could be. And he only looked at that image. Come on, brother. Don't look at nothing else. Don't look at nothing else. Don't read a book. Don't watch a television program. Turn that crap off. Don't listen to no music. That's not your image. Turn it all off. Look at you every day. Whoever you are, that's all you see. I mean, it's, it's on your laptop, your iPad, your phone. 
It's on the TV, the image of who you see yourself as. And if you're looking at that image, you're looking at your vision, if all you see is your vision, you will get there, brother. You will get there. You will get there. It won't matter the adversity. It won't matter what you've gone through. You just keep looking at who you really are. As a man thinks... You need to go ahead and join the mob. Let me talk to you about number two. You, my brother, you got to watch your work allergies now. Can, can I talk to y'all for a minute? Y'all going to be mad? If you get mad at me, brother, it means you're a girl. So listen. You're not a woman. That's what she does. She can feel everything and bring it all together and make a cake. That ain't what you're supposed to do, Mississippi style. You're supposed to do this. You got one mind. Frontlets. Let's deal with our work allergies. Work is not a curse, my brother. Work is not a curse, my brother. Work is not a curse, my brother. Work is a blessing. Work is a blessing. Worse, work is not something you do. Work is something you are. What is your work? Well, my work is this because that's where I get paid. I'm not asking you where you get paid. I'm asking you what is your work? What are you here to do? What is your purpose? The biggest frustration I ever gave my woman is when she finally had to ask me, what are we doing? Where are we going? And I'm like, well, baby, give me a little bit of credit. I done brought us this far. She said, that's wonderful. Where are we going next? I said, well, I just want to sit here for a while. How long? <laughs> How long are we going to sit here? I said, well, just, you know, I, I don't know. I need a date. I need a timeline. I need, a, I need, a time, I need to know. I said, baby, I don't know. What can you do? Well, how can I help you know? <laughs> how can I help you figure this out? I was in trouble, y'all. I thought the marriage was going to end right there. We're about three years of the marriage. I said, I don't know. I just know. I, God showed me this far. I don't know what's happening. She said, well, you got to tell me something. I said, I'll tell you this. You've known me since I was nine. I've always obeyed God. I've never manufactured anything. And whatever God told me to do, I did it and it worked. So I'll tell you this, woman. I'm waiting to hear from God. What can you do to help me? Fast and pray with me. So we can hear it together. I'm not afraid of telling you I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. But this is what I know. I can recite my purpose to you. Because I've known it since I was 12. I'm here to make a difference in people's lives. I'm here to be very wealthy. I'm here to be married to one woman and raise two children. I gave her the names of the children before she became pregnant. I told her what they would be like. I told her what the spirit was. She said, that's all I needed. I just needed you to tell me what we're doing. I said, phew, thank God. Because <laughs> that's all I had, man. Come on, men, say it with me. I might not know everything. 
I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't even know how a lot of it's going to happen, but I know what's going to happen. I know what the plan of God is. So I got to watch my work. That's not what I wanted to get into. Jesus worked. Write it down. Jesus was a worker. Jesus was a worker. I came to do my father's work. Men work. So here's what I'm saying, men. Here's what I'm saying, men, because I want to make sure all the men understand. I'm not saying don't have a job, but here's what I'm saying, though. Write this down. Don't take a job if your work is not there. I've had a job all my life, but I made sure my work was in the job. If my calling, my purpose, my anointing, my gifting is in the job, I have no problem. But I'm not going to do something every day that's not part of my purpose. It's just not going to happen. Well, you won't eat. No. How is doing stuff you don't like working out for you? You eating? No, you're not eating. You're surviving. Because there's no real power in that at all. Am I fussing? Let me stop and say, happy Father's Day. So you, 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 you got to make a decision now, my brother. We've got to make a decision now that work is what I'm coming to do. Somebody just, just, somebody just say, say it with me. Just say it with me. I got to do whatever I got to do. I got to do whatever I got to do. I got to do whatever I got to do to become who I am. I got to do whatever I got to do to become who I am. I got I to gotta go through whatever I got to go through to become who I really am. I got to go through any process of discovery to find out who I am. Whatever that pain is, that passion is, whatever, whatever circumstances, whatever suffering, whatever tests, whatever trial, whatever happens in my life, I'm not afraid of the trial anymore. I'm not afraid of being lonely. I'm not afraid of being broke for a while. I'm not afraid of being by myself. I'm not afraid of losing some friends. I got to become who I am. I got to find my work. I got to find my anointing. I got to find my calling. I got to get, I can't get settled in this world. It's killing me. Watch this now. Say it to yourself, man. I am the business model. I'm God's business model. I, I am. You know how I know? I was here first. I was made first. I was told to have dominion. Eve was never told that. She wasn't created yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all thought she was. Uh-uh. She wasn't there. She never heard God's voice. She listened to her man. Write it down, women. This is all, this is all you're going to get today, girls. That's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get now. <clears throat> don't marry him now if you don't want him to teach you. Leave him alone. You can't look up one day and say, I thought you was something. You ain't nothing. Can't teach me nothing. Don't marry the brother. Especially if he hang around me. Because if he hang out in the mob, he going to eventually get a voice. Well, I thought I married you so I could control you. I did too, baby. I was happy with you controlling me. But shoot, I've been hanging out with the mob. The mob done, done stood up straight, putting my jock strap on and my head, my helmet. It's like, what? what? 
swing the bat. I'm ready to swing the bat, take the shot. I'm doing it all. Well, that ain't who I married. I get it, baby. Come on, rock with me, though. <laughs> that little mousy man you married. That little girly girl you brought home. Huh? When he get a hold of what God put in him, he going to wake up and stand on his feet. And he going to say, baby, I was married to you once. I messed it up because I was a boy. But I done got hooked up with the right men and they showed me what a real wife is like. And you is my wife. I ain't going nowhere with you. You left me and the kids. He going to say, look, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stand right here till you come back to me. You're the only woman I've ever wanted. We're going to fix this thing. And you're trying to figure out in your head what happened to him. He hanging out with the mom. He hanging out with some men that's like, listen, boy, go get your woman. Can I, can I break in here? There are too many of our young men who's scared to get married. Shoot. Too many of our old men scared to get married. Scared to be married. It's a fatherhood issue. I'm going to address it right now. Fathers, teach your sons that if they want sex, they got to be married. And if they want sex, it means they're not meant to be single. Three, if they're not meant to be single, they're meant to be married. And they're meant to have children with that one girl. And they're meant to take care of those children with that one girl. Teach your boys that they don't have to be perfect when they get married. That's what they need her for. I got to have a house before I get married. Dumb. I got to be perfect before I get married. Stupidity. You need that girl to sharpen you. You need that girl to be in your face. You need that girl to love you at home and crack people over the head in public. You need a girl that'll say, this ain't gonna work. There's something bigger in you. Husband, there's something bigger in you and I can do more than have sex with you. Come here, put your head on my bosom. You is my man. Everything I'm going to give birth to is going to come from you. You can't sit here all day. There's a gift of God in you. Well, I don't want to be put down by you. I'm not putting you down. I'm raising you up. I know that. So, it ain't got to be perfect, Jason. She ain't got to be perfect. Because she don't get perfect till you get her. You don't want a perfect woman. She'll never submit to you. You need a woman that needs your help. Uh-uh, baby, we going out tonight. No, we going out. Well, I'm going to wear this. No, baby. Uh-uh, that's church clothes. Come on, baby, let me get you some shoes. Well, what you trying to do? I said, I'm, I'm taking you out. This is what I want you to wear. This is the pantsuit. Mm-mm, I'm holy. Not tonight you ain't, baby. You ain't holy tonight. No, that ain't what we're doing tonight, baby. This, this is, well, but everybody going to be looking at me. I know. 
That's the whole point. That's the whole point. I want to look at you. I want them to look at you. I want them to see the ring on your finger. I want them to see how that dress, that pantsuit, hug. I want them to see it. And I want them to say, damn, who does she belong to? Oh, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that, Linnell. I didn't mean to do that. That just came out. Just... But I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Y'all apologize to y'all children. Pastor, Pastor. I'm a man that wants everybody to know this right here is my woman. And she don't need nothing. Stop, Chad. And she don't need nothing from you. So when people say, Pastor Nell, you look so good. Sometimes I can't help it. I say, thank you, Donna Michelle. I say, thank you. Why are we thanking you? She wouldn't wear that. She wouldn't have wore that when I met her. She wouldn't have done that before I met her. She didn't have a voice when I met her. So people get kind of upset when she says, Martin, I don't agree with that in public. It's like, oh, she's disrespecting you. No, I built that. That's my creation. He's scared of my woman. What kind of man is scared of his own woman? Scared of his own wife. Scared of the power in his own daughter. Shout it with me, brothers. What kind of men are we? We're strong, successful men. We're stable in our personalities. We see ourselves right. We see the world right. We would never sleep with our own daughters, and we would shoot you if you look at her wrong. Let me fix that one up for you. Pastor's getting violent. Let me tell you something right now. Longevity has its place. But I'm telling you, Joshua, if your wife and your children are against the wall and they're getting ready to take them out, that's the time you die. If your wife and children are threatened, it's not just good enough to be at home. But if there's an issue that comes up and you can't help them, you can't protect them, that's the time to stand in front of billet, bullets and clubs and anything. That's where you lay your life down, man. <gasps> Should we pray and beg? No, while you're praying and begging, your daughters are taken advantage of. I broke up with my best friend. He was a man of God. He was a preacher. We were both young preachers. And I found out he had a nine-year-old daughter. And I said, where is she? He said, I don't know. So when the last time you saw her? He said, I think she was two. I said, we can't be friends. What are you talking about we can't be friends? So I can't be friends. I can't be friends with an infidel. 
I lost my dad and my mom. I don't want to be around nobody that's not going to show me how to treat my family. This is business to me. This is serious business. I'm taking too much of your time. Hold on. You've got to understand that everything you see around you, my brother, came out of you. Everything. The chair you're sitting on, the walls. You're the only one with seed. Nobody else has seed. Your woman doesn't have seed. She can work a miracle with your seed, but she doesn't have seed. So don't put your seed in the garbage. The dude, brothers, brothers, he was not killed by God because he masturbated. He was killed by God because he came out before the seed was planted in the proper place. He put it in the ground. There's only one place for your seed. We're getting deep, aren't we? Let me do it one more time. Happy Father's Day. I'm almost done. Write this down. Ooh. Mm. God made earth my business. Earth is my business. People aren't my business. The earth is. What he said in Genesis 2, quickly, he said, if there's no man, there won't be any management. And if there's no management, there won't be a product. I'm not going to let it rain until there's a man. I'm not going to let there be fruit until there's a man. I'm not going to let it be forest. I'm not going to let it be gold. I'm not going to let it be silver. I'm not going to have any product if I don't have a man to manage it. So I'm holding up my own stuff. I'm holding up my own stuff if I'm not managing my checkbook. Well, she manages the money. Look here, bruh. Look here, my brother. I don't care if you can't add two and two. She may be running that checkbook, but you have to run the money. Where's it going? What are we saving for? What are our financial goals? Right? You add it up, baby. Add them up, and you can keep me accountable too. <laughs> but it's my job to direct what's happening. It's my job to make sure we're setting up for our future. No kids, we're not going to do that. We're not going to we're going to manage this. We're going to manage this money. Well, they're laughing at me at school because I'm not wearing the newest shoes. What should I do, Dad? I said, laugh with them. Just laugh. <laughs> when they laugh, just say, <laughs> no, ain't it? <laughs> and then laugh and giggle in humility in yourself because you just see the financial statement of the family once a month. You see what we saved just in one month. 
You see what we've invested in. And those kids are looking for jobs. But now as a senior in high school, you're already financed where you'll never need a job. Now all those people who laughed at you, which one of them are smart? Go hire them. Okay, okay, okay. This, this is how it's, it's supposed to work. Let them laugh. Have y'all seen any, I don't, want, I don't want to get mad at you. You need to go to me to Jerusalem, New York. Go to the New York Diamond District. Let me tell you how Jews do it. I'm in the district, Diamond District in New York. And I'm like, he need to shine his shoes. Who is he? Why don't he trim his beard? It's something. He needs a haircut. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he needs a new pair of pants. They're kind of coming apart in the back. I'm talking to him about jewelry. This dude is worth $50 million. His son and daughter-in-law is in the store. His grandkids is at the cash register. <laughs> Do you think he cares about me thinking he needs a new pair of shoes? He's probably looking at me and saying, yeah, you're just as dumb as the rest of them. Go ahead and laugh. But I'm the guy in the room with the real power. Rich people scream, wealthy people whisper. I gotta go, Josh. I gotta go. So watch this now. My management will lead, my management leads the way. I have to be accountable. I have to be accountable in my management of my life, guys. I got to be accountable. If I'm married, if I'm married, my wife needs all my passwords. She needs to be able to put her finger on all my devices. She needs to know where all the money goes. She needs to be signer on all my contracts. She needs to handle all my phone calls. She needs to know exactly what's happening. And if I'm really good at this, my children will know what I'm doing. Can I throw this in? You, you don't know how much money you lose when you die and your children don't already own what you own. Well, I'm not putting my kids on my bank accounts. They could take my money and buy a car. So now when you die, you got to pay a lawyer to get your money to your kids. 10 to 35% because you haven't trained your kids to be accountable. And, yes, Josh, and it's taxable when you give it to them. Dumb or ignorant, sorry. Happy Father's Day. When they come of age, their name needs to be on your checking account. They need to be on your credit card. They need to be their names. So by the time they're 12, they already got an 850-point credit score. I tell them all the time, Josh, don't I tell y'all, if something happened to me and your mama, cry on your way to the bank. <laughs> cry on your way to the bank. Go to the bank where the accounts have your names on them. Switch all the money to the trust so you own it. Don't wait on no death certificate. 
And the two of y'all fight like cats and dogs in privacy. But never fight in front of them. Because if you fight in front of them, you leave them $100,000, they're going to end up with 60 to 75 of it. Because it means your kids could not work it out among themselves. Aretha Franklin, $82 million. Three handwritten wills, unsigned and undated. Two boys are still fighting over the $82 million. It is whittled down to about $50 million now. We got to be about our business, men. We've got to know what our goods are. And the best thing you got, if you're married, is your wife. The second best thing you got is your children. And in them, you have everything you need. I'm wearing you out. Happy Father's Day. I'm not going anywhere. Hang on. I'm not going to let anything of significance happen until you show up, God is saying. My brothers, nothing's going to happen until you show up. The real you has to show up. Will the real Martin Williams stand up? Next, mind your business. Mind your business. And this is the one I really wanted to get to today. Mind your business. Not M-I-N-E, M-I-N-D. Mind your business. This is what I want you to think about for the next few minutes, men. You've got to know where your business gets its life. Where does my management get its life? Listen to me, brothers. Listen to me. This is why there is pornography, sports, illicit sex, video games. Men are locked up in distractions when we should be worshiping. Okay. Women come to church who are looking for husbands. You know what they tell me? I like him. I said, why do you like him? He was worshiping. It's just so nice to see a man worship. I'm like, what is it about a man worshiping? Oh, Pastor Monty, woof, woof. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I, I think I get it. Maybe I don't get it. The women are laughing like I don't get it. That do something to y'all? Does it mean he's vulnerable? I don't know. It means <laughs> they love men who worship. And sometimes I have to tell them, well, he worshiping, but that don't mean he loved God. See, he came in here looking for you, so don't be stupid. Some of these guys worship at church. They don't worship at home. Where does my business get its life? Where did he put Adam? He put him in Eden, the place of worship, the place of loving God and letting God love him. 
the place of in-depth relationship. The place where the kingdom was, Adam lived in the presence of God. Men, where does your life come from? It comes from worship. It doesn't come from that paycheck. The life of your business is the atmosphere that you have to live in. It's the influence. It's the culture of your life. You develop everything you are in worship, in love with God, in relationship with him. You, 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 you develop everything you hope to be in worship, in presence. Say presence. See, everything for me is in presence. Everything I'd ever hoped to be, my dreams, my purpose, my calling, what I desire, it's all in presence. When I don't have presence, I'm a worthless man. I'm no good to anyone. I'm no good to anyone. And I hear this all the time. I hear men say to me, uh, yeah, I'm just not really in the church. I say, I'm not asking you if you're in the church. Did I ever ask you? Did I ever ask you? Now, see, y'all don't want me witnessing on the street. Because when they say stuff, I'm like, ain't, I, I, I didn't even witness to you. I didn't say nothing about God. You're going to just tell me I don't go to church. I don't care if you go to church or not. Don't make no difference to me. It's your life, your soul. Do what you want. But I didn't ask you if you come to church. But now that you asked me the question, now you brought it up, I do got one question for you. Do you worship? Now I just told you I don't go to church. I ain't asked if you went to church. Do you worship? Do you ever bow your rusty knees that need Vaseline before a mighty God and ask him to lead you? That's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, do you ever ask for guidance? Do you ever ask God, God, what do you want to do with my life? What's my purpose? Where am I going? That's what I want to know. Well, church don't work for me. I ain't talking to you about church. I'm talking to you about worship, about giving your heart to someone bigger than you, laying down the plans for your life for his plans. Do you do that? Well, no, I don't do that either. And then I said, you're worthless as a friend to me? Maybe I'm getting old, Norm. I'm getting old now. I'm getting old. I'm getting older. I'm getting tired. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm tired of pouring my life into bags with holes in them. Can you mentor me? Can you help me? No. <laughs> like the big fat Greek wedding, may I date your daughter? A uh, no. <laughs> You're not Greek. <laughs> can, can you spend time with me? No. I used to say, where do you go to church? Who's your pastor? How much do you tithe? Are you a giver? Are you married? Where is she? I don't need to meet your children. By the time I vetted them, it was six months down the road, wasted my time. I ain't got no more time to waste. So I just say, no, uh-uh, wrong guy. 
I don't have time. Oh, you don't have the time? No, I don't. Well, you're supposed to be a man of God. I am. You're a pastor. I'm a real one. I don't need none from you. I don't need you to give me anything. You can fire me and I'm showing up at work. I'm not here working for you. Well, why won't you mentor me? Because I'm tired of educating the intentionally ignorant. You don't want to know. You don't want anybody to tell you. You don't want anybody to show you. Well, I really want you to show me. Okay. Prayers at five in the morning. What now? What 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 we doing? <laughs> we praying. What do you mean we praying? I said we praying. How long does it last? At least an hour. What are we praying about? I don't know. I'm too done to know what I'm praying about. I don't give a title before I get to praying. I don't go and tell God what he got to tell me. I get in his presence and lay there, God, I don't know what to do. Give me a clue. Now that I'm done crying, God, I'll tell you, though, I'm your boy. I'm your boy. You tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it till I die. I'm going to do it till it finished. You know me. Just give me another assignment. I said, we're going to stay on our face till God speaks to us. Till God tells me about my family. Till God tells you about your family. Till God tells us what to do. We're going to stay on our face in the presence of God. Well, you know, I didn't know it took all that. Brother, my brother, my brother, in the kingdom of God, you are trash without presence. You have no power to do anything without the presence of God. You can't succeed without the presence of God. And don't you ever let anybody talk you out of it, Josh. If this building burns down, there's no money nowhere. You do what God told you to do. It's your work. If he has to, he'll raise up a mountain in the back of this building with gold in it. God don't need you to do nothing he want to do. All you got to do is say yes, men. Well, I'm going to wait till everything is right. He'll never use you. I'm going to wait till I have my ducks in a row. He'll never use you. Bruh, you better find that girl and you better tell her now. Because these brothers is waking up right now. They like, shoot, I can't be hanging around this all my life. I got to figure this thing out. Presence changes everything. Men, when was the last time you were by yourself? I mean by yourself. And your hands just... <laughs> I better stop that. <laughs> Woo. Your hands just... Your hands just went up in the air. You, you sitting at your desk or walking down the hallway at work or you washing the dishes and all of a sudden your hands are in the air. 
And you're like, God, you start speaking in tongues, you're on the phone with somebody, or just, something just starts happening to you. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to tell you what that is, man. That's God invading your life, getting ready to give you an assignment. He's getting ready to tell you what to do next. He's getting ready to open your eyes and your vision to something. He's getting ready to put something in your heart that you've just been thinking about. And now he's saying, it's time. I'm doing it now. I'm moving. So just lift your hands. Lift your hands and live in that presence. Don't ever rush it when God comes into your space. When God shows up in your space, he's getting ready to give you assignments. He's getting ready to tell you what to do. He's getting ready to open another door. He's getting, he's getting ready to make something come into reality that you've just been thinking about for a long time. He's, he's coming into this place in where you and he are one. And when you're in presence, there are no devils. There are no demons. There's no failure. It's just you and God. And God can say, Adam, Adam, this is your assignment. Now that you're clear about your assignment, Adam, I'm going to bring Eve out of you. And when Eve comes out of you, I want you to teach Eve what I taught you. And you and Eve are going to reign equal and powerful on the earth. Her and her purpose, you and yours. She will not be subordinate to you. And sometimes you're going to submit to her, Adam. And there are going to be sometimes she submits to you. But when neither one of you know what to do, Adam, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to lead you through this. Men, pull yourself together. Pull yourself together. Pull yourself together. This pandemic is your opportunity. AWC men, y'all better not have just been staying at home waiting for it to go away. Y'all better have been doing something. Happy Father's Day. But you better have been doing something. Well, they say I can't go out. They say I can't fly. What did God say? Because your purpose did not stop in the pandemic. If you're a salesperson, you can sell some more now because God has set it up for you. If you're a writer, you need to be writing. If you're investing, you need to be investing. Because this right here is the time for it. It's the time for everything you've been assigned. I'm over my time. Come on, let's stand up. Stand up with us at home. Stand up with us at home. Say this with me, men. And women, you can too if you like. Say this with me. Do what you do to become. Say it. Whatever I got to do to become, I'm going to do it. Come on. Come on. Becoming, becoming is your gift to yourself. Say it. Becoming is your gift to the world. Come on, belt it out. I know you're behind those masks. Manifesting, manifesting yourself is your obligation. Come on. Revealing 
is your blessing to the universe. So whatever you got to do in this season, men, whatever you got to do in this season, whatever that looks like, whatever is happening, whatever is going on, manifest. Be a man on business. Understand your business. Understand your goods. Ask God, what are my gifts? What are my talents? Come on, ladies, you can do it now that we're getting ready to go. Come on, you can tell, you can ask God, what are my gifts? What are my talents? What are my goods? And now you're going to stop giving your goods away. <laughs>